بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation of Surah Yasin and we have reached verse 76 قال الله تعالى فلا يحزنك قولهم إنا نعلم ما يسرون وما يعلنون So let not their speech then grieve you Let not their speech then grieve you Verily we know what they conceal and what they reveal The address in this verse is to the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام فلا يحزنك Don't let their speech grieve you put you into sorrow and grief and regret for what occurred and also put you in fear due to worry as to what may happen in the future. There is no doubt that those who belied the Messenger وسلم, utter about Allah and utter about His Messenger great insults and the Prophet ﷺ used to be grieved by that because he was the best to give admonition and admonish the people for that which is for their own benefit so he was saddened by what they uttered because he knew the consequences This is like the saying of Allah to him in Surah Ash-Shu'ara, verse 3, chapter 26, verse 3. لَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعٌ نَفْسَكَ أَلَّا يَكُونُوا مُؤْمِنِينَ لَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعٌ نَفْسَكَ أَلَّا يَكُونُوا مُؤْمِنِينَ It may be that you are going to kill yourself with grief that they don't become believers. وقال الله عز وجل also in another verse in Surah Al-Nahl chapter 16 verse 127 وَلَا تَحْزَنْ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا تَكُ فِي ضَيْقٍ مِمَّا يَمْكُرُونَ وَلَا تَحْزَنْ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا تَكُوْ فِي ضَيْقٍ مِمَّا يَمْكُرُونَ And endure you patiently. Your patience is not but from Allah. Here's the point of evidence now. And grieve not over them. And be not distressed because of what they plot. These verses are verses of comfort to the Prophet ﷺ, strengthening his endeavor. Because they said terrible things concerning Allah and the Message and the Prophet And from that what they said was as in Surah Sa'd Chapter 28 Verse 5 أَجَعَلَ الْآلِهَةَ 
إلها واحدة إن هذا لشيء عجاب insult against divinity has he made the aliha all into one ilah verily this is a curious thing and also they said in surah al-raad chapter 13 concerning the prophet verse 43 they said about him lasta mursala lasta mursala this is also an insult against the message belied him as a messenger and also this belief say you are not a messenger you are not a messenger and they said that Muhammad وسلم, was insane a poet a soothsayer a sorcerer magician this is insulting his character والسلام, and we know that the person is a human would be affected when his da'wah is opposed in its essence and its origin and if a person is opposed by his fiqh answer for example feels kind of distress then what about if someone tries to destroy the origin of a person and the essence of what he carries then this is far more in its effect and when the person's character now is also targeted in insults then this is even worse in terms of the impact and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforted his prophet والسلام, in these directions don't be grieved by what they say by their speech don't be distressed and we should stop when we read this verse here when you read it فَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ You stop and then you continue because lest if you continue without stopping then this would put you under uh, the delusion that this is all one statement from theirs no rather it is a new statement إِنَّا نَعْلَمُ مَا يُسِرُّونَ وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ إِنَّا نَعْلَمُ مَا يُسِرُّونَ وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ So we read it now like this. So let not their speech then grieve you. You stop. Now verily we know what they conceal and what they reveal. This should not be read like so not let their speech then grieve you. Verily we know what they conceal and what they reveal. You should stop after فَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ Then continue إِنَّا نَعْلَمُ مَا يُسِرُّونَ وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ So here there is a clarification to the status of these people 
that they are under the threat of the knowledge of Allah. They are under the threat because this is a threat. Verily we know what they conceal and what they reveal. What they conceal amongst themselves and what they conceal and what they reveal to others. What they conceal within themselves and what they reveal to others. So here we have two kinds of concealments. The first, we have two kinds of concealment. The first, within the person himself, such that no one else knows. The second, concealment amongst them, so it does not, it's not revealed to others. Like for example, ten people speaking amongst themselves concerning an affair. And this does not, is not revealed to other than them. And one of them conceals in himself something. He doesn't reveal it to others from his companions in this group. This is another concealment. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what means verily we know what they conceal and what they reveal and that he will recompense them on the day of resurrection. Then, in the next verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَوَلَمْ يَرَى الْإِنسَانُ أَنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمٌ مُبِينٌ In verse 77, أَوَلَمْ يَرَى الْإِنسَانُ أَنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمٌ مُبِينٌ does not man see that we have created him from nutfa, the semens. Yet behold, he stands forth as an open opponent. This is an exclamation for attestation. And what is intended is scolding them. Does it man see that we have created him from nutfa? Yet behold, he stands as an open opponent. From the benefits of this verse, number one, that man is created from a weak substance. Man is created from a weak substance. And this is the sexual discharge, the semen. If the person thinks about his origin, he would think that he is, he came from something like a sputum, nothing. Then after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala develops him and builds him and gives him speech. So therefore man is created in weak state. 
and from the benefits is that he develops until he reaches this state whereby he stands forth as an open opponent and here is a third benefit how could he the one who is created from this sexual discharge reaches this extent of open opponency because if the person contemplates his status and his origin should come to properly estimate himself not to be an open opponent to his creator and from this is that false argument from the benefits is that false argument is blameworthy to argue about something futile or false is blameworthy because this verse comes in the context of blameworthy a blameworthy context rather it's not a praiseworthy one however the argument to affirm the truth and nullify and refute the falsehood it is praiseworthy it is praiseworthy as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Nahl chapter 16 verse 125 Invite to the way of your Lord with wisdom and fair preaching and argue, this is the point of evidence, and argue with them in a way that is better. And without this kind of argue with the people of falsehood, the truth would not become manifest. And the battle falsehood would not have been defeated. So it's inevitable for the person to argue in that which is true to affirm it and to refute falsehood however if the matter is in the opposite sense then that would be blameworthy from this now we know that argument is of three types argument is of three types this is a an important point of benefit argument is of three types the first is Praiseworthy and commanded argument. Praiseworthy and commanded argument. And this could be commanded either by way of obligation or by way of recommendation the same one, praiseworthy type when we said when we say that it is commanded it is commanded either as an obligation or as a something recommendable the second type is 
The second type is blameworthy argument. The second type is a blameworthy argument. This is forbidden. Blameworthy. The second is a blameworthy argumentation, and this is forbidden. The third is in between. The third type is in between. The third type is in between. As to the praiseworthy arguments, this is intended to affirm the truth and refute the battle, refute falsehood. This is commanded. And this is like the jihad in the cause of Allah. This is like jihad for the cause of Allah. It is in the same manner that a mujahid is commanded to carry the arms against his enemy and fight him. Then here, the person who seeks knowledge is commanded to carry the weapon of knowledge. And this is the praiseworthy type to refute falsehood. The second type is the opposite, and this is blameworthy. قال الله تعالى الله سبحانه وتعالى said in Surah Al-Shura 42 verse 16 يحاجون في الله من بعد ما استجيب له حجتهم ضاحضة عند ربهم وعليهم غضب ولهم عذاب شديد Surah Al-Shura 
The second type of argument is the blameworthy type, and this is forbidden. قال الله تعالى in this respect Allah سبحانه وتعالى says والذين يحاجون في الله من بعد ما استجيب له حجتهم باحضة عند ربهم وعليهم غضب ولهم عذاب شديد in سورة الشورى 42-16 and those who dispute concerning Allah after it has been accepted by the people of no use is their dispute before their Lord and on them is wrath and for them will be a severe torment the third type or category is that which is in between these two types meaning it is not commanded nor it is prohibited however relinquishing it is better however relinquishing it is better And this refers to arguments concerning things which are of no relation to the truth or falsehood, as occurs in many sittings and circles where people argue. There is no doubt that there is no good in that. And it is from the blameworthy argumentation which the person should avoid. And if it leads to mischief, then it is forbidden. If it leads to mischief, then it becomes of the forbidden type. Like when this dispute and argument occurs, when leads to enmity between the people involved or being fanatic towards one of the people present and then leads to partisanship and leads to partisanship then this is forbidden and if it leads to a benefit if it leads to a benefit then it is commandable and commanded like if you sit in a circle and you see someone arrogant concerning himself puffed up with false pride and that no one can defeat him etc then you argue with him in order to break this arrogance Although there is no benefit in itself, but there is a benefit to others. Breaking the arrogance of this person. So that he doesn't continue to look down at people. And be puffed up with false pride.
We continue now the next verse, please. Allah Ta'ala wa daraba lana mathalan wa nasiya khalqa. Verse 78. Qala man yuhyi al-idhama wa hi ramim. And he, man means, puts forth for us a parable. And forgets his own creation. He says, who will give life to these bones when they have rotted away and became dust? man who was an open, who was described earlier as an open opponent sets up a parable to Allah Azza wa Jal intending contentment and denial trying to affirm his denial by this parable saying who will give life to these bones when they are rotted away and became Dust. And he puts for us for us a parable. And he forgets his own creation, that he was created from despicable, weak state of semen discharges and sexual discharges. And it also could mean that he forgot his own creation in setting up for us such a parable. That he was, or he came from semen, then he became a man standing up in open contentment and open opponent or being open open uh, being opponent to us openly the parable he put who will give life to these bones when they are rotted away You see the parable he said concerning bringing something occurring, bringing it back. While his creation from the semen is initiating, is an initiating process, and which is hard. the initiation or the bringing back to existence Allah spoke of this in Surah Al-Rum chapter 30 verse 27 when he said وَهُوَ الَّذِي يَبْدَأُ الْخَلْقَ ثُمَّ يُعِيدُهُ وَهُوَ أَهْوَنُ عَلَيْهِ If we continue, inshallah ta'ala, the discussion on this verse. So, in this verse, the parable, the person, the man, the man puts as to مَنْ يُحْيِي الْعِظَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ Now, who will bring life to these bones after it rotted and became dust? 
this parable he said <coughs> is to repeat something existing while creating him from the discharge the semen is originating, initiating and which would be quote unquote hard if there is anything hard you know, for Allah and there is nothing hard for him and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated to refute such an argument in Surah Al-Rum 3027 and he, it is he who originates <coughs> the creation then will repeat it after it has been perished and this is easier for him his is the highest description so therefore man the open opponent is misguided through two angles is misguided through two angles first his astonishment and the kind of uh, looking at the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be something uh, doubtful to bring the existence to bring or to repeat the creation second forgetting about himself forgetting about himself Forgetting that he came from this weak state of sexual discharges until, and then he developed to become a strong person and then he stood up to be an opponent, open opponent to Allah. So here is saying, مَنْ يُحْيِي الْعِظَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ Who is the one who can bring life to these crumbled bones after they had turned into dust this is negation and denial meaning no one can do that who will give life to these bones when they have rotted away and became dust so there is no life in them because they resemble the earth the benefits of this verse number one the first benefit the one who argues for falsehood it brings misconceptions to support his arguments so here he said who will give life to these bones when they have rotted away and became dust so this is a misconception to deceive the people 
how we say that this is a this is a a, a, a deception because he did not say man yuhyil idam and stop he did not say who will give life to these bones and stop but he said wahya ramim he continued and then he said when they have rotted away and became dust so how could they be brought to life again so they see how people of falsehood try to bring misconceptions in order to deceive people and from the benefits of this verse is that this is that there is a kind of ill opinion about Allah because he said parables intending that Allah is incapable when he said okay i will give you a parable i will set for you a parable which is impossible and then he said may yuhyil idama wa hiya ramim who can bring life to these bones crumbled bones and from the benefits is that the opponent to the truth may explicitly deny without dodging and without evading and sometimes he evades and dodges here he said man yuhyil idam who will give life to these bones and sometimes they dodge and evade in tricky ways and which one is easier than the other certainly the one who explicitly states is easier because one can avoid his evil and to the evading one and the one who is tricky and dodges things then he is in reality dangerous and that's why the danger of the hypocrites exceeds far exceeds the danger of the kafirs who openly state their enmity because the hypocrites deceive people and it's difficult to protect against them then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in the next verse the response verse 79 qul yuhyiha alladhi ansha'aha awwal marra wa huwa bi kulli khalqin alim see he will he will give life say he will give life to them who created them for the first time alhamdulillah and he is all knower of every creation qul say the address is to the prophet alayhi salatu wassalam say to this 
who denies that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring life to this to these bones say he will give life to them the one who created them for the first time and one should know that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he says to his messenger قل, say then this is a command to convey and we know that the Prophet والسلام, is commanded to convey and proclaim the Quran in general because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Ma'idah chapter 5 verse 67 Ya بلغ ما أنزل إليك من ربك يا أيها الرسول بلغ ما أنزل إليك من ربك Messenger, proclaim the message which has been sent down to you from your Lord. So, if on the other hand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala particularizes any of the rulings or the information by saying, Qul, say, then in this there is a special care with respect to this matter in which the Prophet is commanded to relate. And it is known that such particularizations, when they come, are more asserted than if they come in general. So therefore, in short, regarding this principle, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands His Prophet وسلم, by saying, قُلْ say, فَهَذَا أَمْرٌ خاص, This is a special command to convey this matter whether it is in news or information or ruling so here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in this verse قُلْ say الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا the one who brought it to existence in the first place he is the one who can bring it back you see, he didn't say, يُحْيِيهَ اللَّهِ He said, he will give life to them who created them. He didn't say, he will give life to them Allah. Allah, who created them, will give life to them. Why? In order that the response comprises the evidence. Because had he said, يُحْيِيهَ اللَّهِ Allah brings life to it, the, per- the man would think, he will understand that Allah, that Allah is the one who brings life to it. However, when he says, مرة, the one who created them for the first time, then the answer, then the answer comprises the evidence, contains the evidence. Where is the evidence? الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةً Is this clear? The one who 
brought them to exist in the first time. You understand? You understand this? And the one who brought them to existence the first time is Allah. And none of the creation brought these bones to existence in the first time. So, if he is the one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, who brought them to existence in the first time, then he is all able to repeat that. Because repeating is easier than originating. So, this is the evidence for the possibility of bringing life to these bones, the crumbled ones. The one who initiated them in the first place. The one who created them in the first place. And the point of evidence and the proof, therefore, lies that the one who is able to create originally is able to repeat by all means. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated at the end of this verse, 79, وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٍ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٍ أستغفر الله العظيم وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٍ The end of the verse and he is the all-knower of every creation. What does this mean? It means he knows how he creates and what he creates and how he originates. And this is more of a proof for the giving life to the dead than if we say he is all-knowing regarding each creature because this may indicate that such knowledge is after creating the creature however when we say that he, Allah, knows how he creates and what he creates. And if he knows, then there is nothing except the will. If he wills, he will bring it to existence. Two things here. The one who brought them to existence in the first time, this is proof for his ability. And he knows how he creates. This is 
negating ignorance of Allah. So when incapacity is denied, is negated, and ignorance is negated, then the possibility of creating is real and true. The benefits of this verse. Making clear the power of convincing and establishing the proofs from the words of Allah. This is evident in Allah's statement he will give life to them who created them for the first time the best proofs and evidences and the strongest are those statements of Allah because the speech of Allah is the most eloquent and the best قال الله تعالى إن سورة النساء chapter 4 verse 87 ومن أصدق من الله حديثا ومن أصدق من الله حديثا surely and who is truer in statement than Allah? And who is truer in statement than Allah? There's no doubt that it is Azdaqul Hadith, most truthful of speech and most perfect and the best in convincing and establishing the proof. And this is a matter which we Muslims should realize and utilize in refuting falsehood from the benefits of this verse That the one who argues to establish the truth should resort to that which will lead his opponent to attest to it. So as to establish the proof and the evidence. How is this deducted? This is deducted from the saying, يُحْيِيهَا الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةً The one who will give life to it is the one who originated it in the first place because here the opponent is not denying that Allah originated it in the first place. You see that point? 
He is not denying that Allah Azzawajal originated that in the first place. So this leads us to the benefit which we are discussing. You bring the thing which your opponent attests to in order to establish a proof and evidence against him by his attestation. And this is from the etiquette of the etiquette of arguing to establish the truth. Because this is closer to convincing. And there are examples to this in the Quran also. Ibrahim alayhi salam when he debated the one who argued with him concerning Allah Ibrahim said alayhi salam in Surah Al-Baqarah 2 258 Rabbi alladhi yuhyi wa yubitu قال أنا أحي وأمي My Lord is he who gives life and causes death Now the opponent said I give life and cause death So Ibrahim now turned, shifted and said Continue please فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْتِي بِالشَّمْسِ مِنَ الْمَشْرِقِ Now look how Ibrahim redirected the course. Verily, Allah causes the sun to rise from the east. You know why? Because in this way, the opponent attests to this. The opponent attests to that, that Allah causes the sun to rise from the east. Then what did he say afterwards? فَأْتِ بِهَا مِنَ الْمَغْرِبِ Then cause it you to rise from the west. Cause it you to rise from the west. And it's impossible for the opponent to do that. So, the caller to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from this, we take that the caller should resort to these convincing etiquettes of establishing the truth and check his opponent through the things which his opponent attests to so as to establish the proof and evidence because these means are intended to be means to establish the truth and refute the battle, the falsehood. From the benefits of this verse, the perfect ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to create these bonds in the first time. Because no one can create these bonds. Qal Allah ta'ala in Surah Al-Hajj in 22 verse 73 يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ ضُرِبَ مَثَلٌ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ 
يا أيها الناس ضرب مثل فاستمعوا له إن الذين تدعون من دون الله لن يخلقوا ذبابا ولو اجتمعوا له contemplate this all mankind a similitude has been coined so listen to it carefully and we are addressed we are addressed in this we are from mankind so listen to it carefully verily those on whom you call beside Allah cannot create even a fly even though they combine together for the purpose so if they would combine together for the purpose they cannot even create a fly yet and here is the point of evidence yet there are no strong bones in the fly so if they cannot do this with the fly then what about the other forms of creation which are greater than a fly in structure and from the benefits of this verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything about the creation He knows how to create And the one who knows how to create Certainly Knows everything about the created As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated In Surah Al-Mulk Verse 14 Chapter 67 verse 14 أَلَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ خَلَقَ وَهُوَ اللَّطِيفُ الْخَبِيرُ أَلَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ خَلَقَ وَهُوَ اللَّطِيفُ الْخَبِيرُ Should not he who has created know And he is most kind and courteous All aware of everything Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Ajma'in this brings the end of the tafsir for verse 79 from Surah Yasin.